Hey guys, what is up? Ryan here, back again with another episode of No Content Podcast. Um, episode, I don't know, because I always forget to pull up the tab to see what episode we're on, and we don't label 145. One, I was going to say 140-something, but yeah. I was close. 145. What's up, guys? Uh, as always, co-host, co-producer, uh, Pixel is here. What uh, up? He is feeling a little bit down on the weather, so uh, he has a cold. Yeah. That's correct, right? You have a cold? You, yeah, I have a cold. It's not COVID. I tested. So like, yeah. you, you can probably tell my voice that it's going to be a little raspy, so I'm going to keep it a little low energy today and uh, try not to speak as much you know how i go on and on and stuff mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i'm gonna try not to speak too much today yeah so if i'm ranting more than usual um it's because uh pixel's sick uh over here so uh yeah wish him well uh hopefully you'll be better by next week um but yeah, i appreciate you for coming out still mm -hmm, absolutely i don't know what celebrity you sound like uh but mm -hmm. it's it, like you sound like a celebrity but i can't pinpoint it maybe i'll think about it while we go through this podcast, like every time someone has a sick voice, people are like, oh, you really sound like someone, you know, like uh, I had an ex-girlfriend when she got sick and she started losing her voice. She sounded exactly like uh, Rachel Ray, uh, Rachel Ray. Is that her name? The cook from Food Network? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, how, like That's Rachel funny. Ray kind of has like that deep voice or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. tell me, tell me which uh, celebrity when you think of it, because I want to inflate my ego. <laughs> what if I'm like, it's uh, Danny DeVito? <laughs> what if it's, like, it just comes to me as like Danny DeVito. Uh, Danny DeVito would be an upgrade. Yeah, I don't know. I might have to tell you offline if I remember it, but it's like it's it's like hitting me. But I'm like, I don't I, I can't. even. It's like reminding me of someone and I have nothing right now. But okay. anyway, uh, welcome back, guys. Uh, before we jump into the podcast, kind of have a lengthy one today. Various topics uh, all relating to streaming stuff uh, this week, kind of going back to our roots. Um, a handful of announcements, as always. Remember to rate this podcast five stars. Uh, also, download the this episode of the podcast if you would like to help our analytics out, uh, push this out to more people, and all that good stuff. Because yeah, um, all the podcasting stuff uh, kind of sucks uh, when it comes to <laughs> analytics. So we appreciate if you guys could help us out and, and do all that. Uh, secondly, I made a tweet about it this morning or whatever. I'm like, yeah, these tweets never do very well. And I was like, am I even going to tweet this out or whatever? Because I'm kind of like, I don't really care uh, if to, to tweet this stuff out or whatever, because it's it's not the official thing. But um, we are a and it got it got about 690 impressions. So nice. But um, for those who only listen to the podcast, uh, we announced this morning at around 7 a.m. that we um, are uh, releasing a new album uh, next week on Monday, I think at 10 a.m. I'm not really sure. I uploaded it like a month or two ago. Uh, but yeah, it's coming out in uh, a week. It's uh, another Yata album. I wonder, I'm seriously, I don't know if this is the last one. I just feel weird if we made like a fourth one, but we'll see what happens. Um, it's 10 tracks this time, which is the reason why this uh, this one took a lot longer to come out with. Um, so it's double the amount of tracks. Um, I think it will now count as a album instead of like an EP, but I'm not really sure about that or whatever. It, it's really dumb. Spotify changed like their layout again, like last week. And so instead of just showing like the whole discography, it splits it now with tabs where it's like popular releases albums singles and eps and so um yata one and two and coffee dates went into the singles and eps category uh which is kind of lame um so they are over there but yeah this is gonna be uh 10 tracks so twice uh twice the length or whatever um 
go stream it, all that good stuff. Uh, album's already been uploaded and has been playing for the last 12 hours or so on both live streams, twitch.tv slash kumomusic as well as youtube.com uh, slash she goes twitch tv over there. So if you did want to maybe have a chance to listen to it, um, go check that out and listen to that. It will be very uh appreciative and uh if you go and check uh my twitter twitter.com slash ryan kubo there also is a tweet announcement about it where also there is a sample of one of the songs from the album on there so it's like the full song so if you want to go preview it or whatever uh i made like i made like the finishing touches on like the last four tracks while i was in vegas with jill uh at night because i couldn't sleep so uh yeah uh if you wanted to check out what i was doing then uh go check it out but yeah that being said, let's jump into the articles of the day uh, and just everything that's been going on. We have some pretty interesting thing, uh, interesting ones. I think, uh, uh, you know, we'll just jump in, I guess, in order. Um, but first up, DMCA, DMCA updates unpublished VODs. Pixel, take it away. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Um, yeah, DMCA updates and un uh, unpublished VODs. We talked about this last week, and... I'll be honest with you. Um, I think Pixel was surprised about this as well. Um, this kind of became a huge issue. I don't think we thought this yeah. was going to be a huge issue. Right? Right. Right. I, I didn't expect this to be this big, like, because it um, caused all the streamers that had DMCA infringing content to have their VODs unpublished. And you had to manually act, like, either, like, check on this little box that says to publish your future VODs. Um, or like if the, the VOD actually had DMCA infringing content, like it was, um, mm -hmm. what, what actually happened with the stuff that was infringing? Like you couldn't publish that at all, right? No, you could still publish it. But overwrite. Oh, no, right, no, no, no. Because, yeah, yeah. If, what do you, you mean? Like if they it, actually right? got a DMCA strike? Yeah. Like, cause you could, cause it would still be muted, right? Cause you could still publish it and then it would you could still publish. Yeah, so it's base. It's really weird. So we, like I said, if you haven't listened, this is your first time. Uh, there was an uh, update with communications with DMCA via Twitch, but essentially, what was ha what essentially their warning was that they have what is called copyrighted audio warnings. Um, I want to make that a huge point in this conversation because I've discovered some things personally that's like, huh, this is a little interesting. But basically, um, what the old system was is that if your VOD was detected to have um, copyrighted audio, it would just, uh, music, it would just straight mute, right? You would get these little red bar chunks in your VOD, but the VOD would still be published, right? Um, now what is happening is that with AI magic, we unfortunately don't know the exact amount, which is super weird, but basically what Twitch has been saying is that if enough copyrighted audio warnings show up in a certain amount of time, we're not sure... <clears throat> what that means in terms of time or what these audio warnings are, I guess if it's in the database of songs that have previously been copyright striked, then mm -hmm. Twitch will mute your VOD and unpublish your VOD. And mm. going forward, all VODs will, from that point on will also be unpublished, regardless if they have copyrighted audio warnings or not. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Yeah, um, you can reactivate this or overwrite this right by going to dashboard.twitch.tv slash settings slash stream so if you go to your dashboard you go to settings and then you go to stream you uh you can click a button that makes it so your vods will get published again that being said from what we've learned from this because i've had a couple people that i've reached out to some uh streamers that i'm going to keep anonymous but basically what they're saying is 
their VOD got unpublished. They went to their stream, their stream settings. They flicked that button to make it publish again. Then they had another stream, let's say right after they flicked it on. That one got copywritten audio warnings, and then that switch got flicked off. <laughs> that switch got flicked on again, and that VOD was unpublished. So it, what it seems like is that unfortunately, content creators are going to have to if they choose to um, use copywritten audio, they are going to have to just continually manually just publishing their VODs or whatever. I mean, this is the equivalent of like when YouTube, yeah. This is the equivalent of like when you upload a video to YouTube and then it gets uploaded and it's like we've detected copyrighted stuff. Your VOD is currently unlisted or your video is currently unlisted or is very limited and who can see it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I didn't realize that this was going to be such a huge issue. Um, basically, we talked about this last Monday very briefly. Literally that Monday, I went to go watch an old VODs uh, because I'm usually out to work. So sometimes if there's like a cool Twitch event or something like that, I'll just 2x speed the VOD or something or, or watch it uh, while I'm doing work at night, waiting for the podcast upload. And uh, I went to a channel that had an event stream and uh, it was like last stream four days ago. And I was like, I've seen them on all four days. This is not true. Yeah, their VOD was unpublished. Um, and it wasn't until people started complaining that they decided to publish the VOD. Um, so yeah, this is, I don't know, it, it, this, it, like I said, this, uh, you know, to keep, keep in mind here, this is for your protection. You know what I mean? This is a uh, Twitch putting on the virtual condom for you. <laughs> uh, this is not a real DMCA takedown. Just, just right. FYI. Um, this is trying to, um, hide the DMCA takedowns. It's very interesting though, to, to mention that, you know, this happens live, um, some stuff that I thought was very interesting, which is a, a take from YouTube live streaming, is I had a friend who was streaming and uh, they had their dashboard open because I asked them to keep their dashboard open while they were streaming. And apparently they were getting notifications on their dashboard saying uh, copy, copy, uh, copyrighted audio detected mm -hmm. warning. And then they went to do something else. They did something else. It kept saying this. And then after a while, the message changed to uh, copy, uh, copy written audio detected. VOD, uh, VOD will be unpublished. So mm -hmm. it is giving you notifications via your dashboard of these warnings coming up and that it is going to unpublish your VOD. You know, my guess is that most streamers like myself, when I do stream on my uh, alt channel, we don't have our dashboard up, right? Like I have my stream deck over here. I can run ads. I can switch scenes. I have my right. chatty and chatterino, um, you, which you can even update your titles from there. Um, you know, I'll update my title before stream maybe. And then that's it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know how many, uh, content creators are, you know, getting notified of this. Um, they also have been sending out emails where it does say where in the VOD your audio is being, uh, muted and what songs were detected and you can obviously uh, appeal this audio, you know? Right, so, like, when you do have your VOD unpublished, can you still, like, download it, or, like, can you still, like, actually get that somehow? No. So, Ooh. from what... So, it basically is a private VOD. Uh, I tried through Twitch Tracker and... Uh, or not Twitch Tracker. Twitch, Twitch Tracker is the stats on Twitch Leecher. I haven't been able to do it, but I don't really download VODs. Um, mm -hmm. Only... At least, like, okay, only third-party people can get the VODs. The The content creator can still see everything. Okay. Yeah, I but, see. like, but, for example, uh, but, uh, for example, I have an editor role on a couple channels. I cannot access the VODs. That's, uh, oh, this is interesting. That's gonna make it really kind of a pain in the butt to, like, you know, push it up, 
move it over to YouTube if yeah. you really need to, like for either clip purposes or like just for like archival or whatever. Like, yeah, this is um, this is actually going to be a bigger deal than I than we thought. Like, yeah, and just to go back it, to that. yeah, it's it's also kind of disingenuous too because they say it's unlisted, but let's be real, it's more of like private. Like you uh -huh. can still have like an unlisted VOD, and if people have the link to it, like anyone can view it. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Whereas like with this, it's like it's totally private. Another thing that kind of sucks too is that be when the VOD goes unlisted as well, if a clip, uh, the clips don't go unlisted, of course. But usually when you view a clip, there's like a button that says like watch full video, right, or watch full broadcast. You can't that button's grayed out, right? So mm -hmm. you can't even go to like the full thing. So like. It kind of sucks because there has been times where like I see a clip, I'm like, I need more context or I'm like, oh, that was pretty funny. I'll go watch the stream now or watch that past VOD. You can't even do that now because it's just it's it's disappeared. You know what I mean? Um, Jeez. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, too. Um, from what we understand, you know, Twitch ever since signing those deals with record labels, those record labels have been obviously um, uploading, uh, you know, metadata and meta files into Twitch's AI to detect when songs um, you know, our DMCA and then probably requesting that the VOD goes unlisted or something like that, I would assume. So it's very interesting because a handful of streamers that I know, their VODs are still getting muted, but they're not getting unpublished, uh, hmm. which I thought was interesting. And I've noticed this most with like, if people are playing like video game music, um, the VOD's still muted, right? Uh, but it's not going necessarily like unpublished or whatever. Um, right. Maybe because it's not in the, you know, because this is kind of like, an extra layer of protection is the unpublishing, right? So maybe these copyright holders are just like, eh, we haven't gone around to it, you know? But, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's really interesting. Um, the, the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about here too, which is, uh, I think the mo even we over overlooked it, but a couple of people mentioned this, uh, to me is that, um, they were getting, um, they were getting, um, they were using only my music, but were still their VODs were going unpublished and hmm. um, they weren't getting DMCA strikes from me. Obviously, uh, the VOD wasn't being the, uh, you know, the AI Twitch AI magic wasn't audio warning them for my music, which is good. So it wasn't my music's fault, but it was audio warning for other audio. And that audio came from when they were reacting to YouTube videos. Oh, so this encapsulates more than just music. And I think when people see DMCA and we've been so ingrained with this on Twitch, they instantly jump to, oh, music. Right. But I believe mm -hmm. this system is now in place. And the way that Twitch is like updated and wrote this is like it's it's called a copyrighted audio warning. It's not copyrighted music audio warning. It's just copyrighted audio in general. And so my friend was watching and reacting to some YouTube videos uh, from BuzzFeed or Jubilee or something big, big, kind of mm -hmm. big YouTube channels. And then all of a sudden his VOD was unpublished. So this could also kill VOD wise a lot of the React meta, but also that opens up the thing to like if BuzzFeed wanted to DMCA a bunch of YouTube or Twitch streamers who are reacting to sure. content or if Daily Dose wanted to you know, which he says he's not, but Daily Dose wanted to go after all the content creators reacting to his stuff or whatever on stream. This opens the floodgates to not just music, but also just YouTube videos in general, which could affect like the React meta, which I thought was just very interesting. Yeah, this could open up the floodgates for sure. I could, I could see a lot of streamers being very wary about doing this now um, on Twitch. Um, 
it might not affect like live stuff as much like if uh if you're watching like uh news or something like that or uh, something that's ongoing it might I, not I affect know. you but olympics or xqc in the olympics that, yeah yeah uh so maybe <laughs> maybe so that's kind of right. like a we'll see what happens maybe it's big enough like the olympics yeah they'll get to like a live dmca strike on that um but yeah i think this is going to um this is this is, might actually change the meta on Twitch, like I think React content will slowly like go away. Yeah, it 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 might. Um, I think you know the the problem is I don't think streamers are that proactive, and I don't think streamers even recognize that this might be going on. At least like we're talking about like the bigger streamers. I notice that the people mm -hmm. who are more in the know about and more weary about DMCA or using copyright free music or all that type of stuff is um. <laughs> is like smaller to medium streamers, right? Uh, sure. Bigger streamers, if they've diversified enough, it would suck, but I think they could take the hit if they were DMCA strict or even banned off the platform. Um, oh, yeah. It would suck, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, something that, you know, I, I don't know if anything will happen unless we get another DMCA, like a actual DMCA strike, like wave slash ban. Do you know what I mean? Um, right. Oh, jeez, I can't, I can just imagine like another Clipocalypse. Yeah, another clip apocalypse, another Ugh. thing, and then it will be, in my opinion, the next one, whatever that may come up, is going to be way worse because it's going to encapsulate all audio. It's not just going to be music. It's going to be, right. you know, people reacting to Ninety Day Fiance or yeah. whatever yeah. It, it, whatever it might be, or whatever. And I can also see the drama coming from this as well. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it's like just chatting um, is the only one of the is the biggest category on Twitch by far. Like, non-gaming content, purely just, just chatting, is, like, carrying the meta. Like, mm -hmm. I think it was, like, 7 out of 10 new accounts made in 2022, uh, 2021 primarily watch non-gaming content, which is right. crazy. Um, except for a couple months. Elden Ring brought it back. Fortnite <laughs> brings it back. Basically, what happens is, like, when a new game comes out that's really big, people create Twitch accounts to watch that game and then just leave. Um, is essentially wow. is essentially how that works. But if the thing is, you open up your website to just chatting where anything can go because it's not gaming content. And if you think about it and look out, look back on it, where has nine? I remember back in the day, you and I, the boomers, where was most of our drama? Hearthstone section, baby, the Hearthstone. best drama, the oh, best yeah. drama. Now where's all the drama? It's just chatting. It's just it's chatting. something in hot just chatting. Me. It's something in hot tubs. It's something in ASR. It's always just this just chatting stuff. So, yeah, this this next DMCA strike is going to be pretty huge because I think it's going to affect a lot more people than a lot of people realize or whatever. Um, even just like gamers or content creators um, that necessarily their game, their their content is still gaming. Everyone watches videos on stream. Heck, I do it, too. Um, you know, there's a couple of people that I know that I play games primarily like Apex and stuff like Asu. Like when he's waiting for his queue, because it could take like 30 minutes for a queue sometimes, throws on a video. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I think by by far um, the next DMCA strike is going to be like crazy, like 10 times worse than we think. Yeah, I think it's going to be um, one of the thing, one of those things that just kind of comes out of the blue. Like it's. Um, yeah, it's coming. Tomorrow, I, it's going to tom be tomorrow knowing this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I, I just have a feeling this is I, it, it makes me feel weird, like knowing that this is on the horizon. Like this is, um, it, you know, it, like you, when you see this science, you yeah. get a feeling when you've seen this like happen enough times, you kind of feel really anxious about what's coming.
and you just know that something big is going to come down the line and uh it's uh it's not going to be pretty yeah and uh according to my some friends who stream over on youtube they've been getting these warnings on youtube as well so this is not just a twitch issue this is also youtube has been warning people as well um about this for a while um yeah so i mean what can you really do i mean (laughs) so it's i I, you know i want to put this out there i should have probably said this at the beginning it's always a weird situation for me when it comes to my side hustle which is the music because the stricter dmca gets the better off i am in a sense uh I won't lie. I'll be pretty transparent with everyone. Uh, my music ticks have gone up like 700% in the last like month uh, or the last like two, like week, I should say uh, two weeks since this kind of mm-hmm. got announced. Yeah. Uh, it's been, it's been growing a lot. Cause I think people are kind of scared and they're like, okay, I'm going to start listening to this again. Whereas, you know, we always right. maintain like a pretty good uh, view count, but like uh, April's looking to be like a pretty solid month. Uh, probably the best month that we'll have uh, so far this year. Um, so it's, it's always weird. I mean, you know, my, my suggestion with this is, you know, uh, just, just, just be careful. You know what I mean? Uh, right now, once again, we kind of said this before, but this like meeting VOD thing, it's a bandage situation. This is also a bandage situation. Um, in theory, how can you avoid it? Just keep your VODs unpublished. I mean, that's, that's really, that's really the case here. Keep, keep your VODs unpublished. Um, like I said, this, uh, you know, this is the condom that they're putting on for DMCA, I guess for now. Um, if you want to go in raw, go on raw. I'm not going to judge you, but you should always use protection. But if you don't want protection, you know, you can go and turn this off, but keep in mind, this will risk you for a real DMCA takedown, uh, until mm-hmm. live bots, uh, you know, show up. So, you know, my suggestion to a couple of my friends that I've known who do podcasts, but then also do gaming streams with like reacting and other stuff. Um, I have like a handful of them is, you know, Hey, when it's podcast day, maybe publish that VOD. But when it's not podcast day, don't publish that VOD. You know what I mean? Um, that's just, just you know, to you know, have a little bit, bit of protection. You know, um, I would also say it's not perfect either. But there is also a section uh, in your VOD settings where you can actually say uh, list categories that you switch to, and you can say when I switch to this category, unpublish the VOD. So that's also something you can do if you just don't really want to think about it. If you know you're going to be streaming a podcast in talk shows or something, uh, you can set it so that whenever you switch to just chatting or whenever you stream, you know, switch to music. My friend's been doing this for a while. She's been doing this for a while. Whenever she switches to music, the whole VOD will just go unpublished just in case, mm-hmm. um, you know, because she is doing cover songs, which, you know, unfortunately can still get DMCA'd. So right. uh, use the tools available to you. Don't come crying to me. Um, when they don't work out or whatever, don't shocked Pikachu face me on my timeline anymore. Uh, it's going to happen. I know I'm going to see it over the next like couple of weeks or whatever, but I thought this was pretty important to cover because I feel like there's been a lot of misinformation and a lot of warnings too, which is just be careful. Um, because this does encapsulate more than just music. It does encapsulate. It seems all copyrighted content. Um, yeah, yeah. Which shouts out to everyone who is reacting to tv shows you idiots because i'm blaming all of you for this i'm blaming everyone who did this uh you know i'm blaming all those people for doing this yeah you know what's gonna move to like i've started seeing some streamers do this but uh they react to reddit content so they're just all they're doing is reacting to like memes like images and stuff like that or their own like sort of like fan submissions so like i think that's kind of like what it's gonna move to 
I think it's already it's kind of already moved to that. Like people do their own Reddit recaps and stuff like that. But I get what you mean. Um, yeah. It's also like the newest trend, too, is like people are submitting copyrighted content for them to react to. And if they react mm. to it, like it's like a lap, like a you laugh, you lose type of challenge. But it's like basically like I think like Ludwig, I've seen like Ms. Kiff do this a couple times where basically like the content creators will like ask their fans to submit like two or three TikToks if they laugh or freak out. Uh, then they give them like a hundred bucks or something like that. But yeah, I think Reddit recaps will just have to be the, the thing of the future here. Uh, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, that's, you know, that's my final warning for it. As always, if you want some DMCA free music, uh, we hit the algorithm, you know, side note, we hit the algorithm, uh, again this past week. So we jumped like 5,000 follows on the lo-fi music and we jumped like i don't know 1200 follows or 1100 follows on the kawaii thing or whatever as well so you know um it's it's pretty decent it's uh it's pretty large or whatever and uh yeah we'll we'll, we'll see what ends up uh happening with that but uh anyway uh let's move on um you know don't want to make this podcast too too long so i think we have a couple more things to talk about that i thought were uh pretty interesting but uh yeah one of them is um you know uh, i think we should cover i don't know how much we can cover with this but if you guys haven't heard um i speed show um was banned off of a lot of things this uh this oh, past yeah. week uh or i sorry i oh, show, show speed. speed yeah is his uh handle uh, i kind of want to avoid his history and stuff like that i mean like you know, we don't have to like lament on like, you know, the rise and fall of this guy or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, we can uh, we can, you know, figure it out or whatever and uh, go from there. But anyway, this guy, uh, I show speed. If you guys haven't heard of him, to be honest, I hadn't heard of him um, uh, before this week. Um, just a little bit of history. He is the biggest YouTube live streamer on uh, on YouTube, actually. Uh, he was previously banned on Twitch, and he came to uh, YouTube about a year ago, and he gained from basically nothing to about 7 million subs. Uh, I looked up his analytics, and his streams get roughly uh, average viewership about 70K, 75K, 70, 75K. Huge. Uh, that is and, actually very large. Yeah, and I mean, analytics-wise, he's... Kind of the XQC, at least numbers-wise. I don't want to say he's like XQC at all, but he is mm. the... You know, numbers wise, he is the XQC of YouTube in a sense. You know, right now, as the recording of this podcast, XQC has is live and has 77,000 viewers. You know, so he he really does contend uh, with this. If you guys don't know, um, his uh, content is a little bit more on the normie kind of phase clan slash bro type of content. But uh, he was in a Valorant game a, uh, you know, about a week ago or so and uh, just really said some really bad misogynistic sexist things when a female spoke in his game uh basically called her a bunch of derogatory terms that i can't mention on this podcast uh and a bunch of stuff uh it basically the post blew up and essentially um uh, uh, uh essentially global head of gaming creators at youtube tweeted on it i don't know what that means uh, there hasn't, you know, he hasn't been banned or, or, or banned at all. I believe his ad ad rates were limited or something like that. So his videos won't be like recommended to the YouTube algorithm and stuff anymore, as well as like if there are ads on it, he won't get as much money. Uh, the head of global gaming for Riot Games perma banned him from all Riot Games um, 
as well. Hmm. So he's not allowed to play Valorant because this happened on Valorant or League of Legends or any, you know, past, present or future Riot games. Uh, still has his YouTube channel intact. Uh, he is still streaming, probably streaming as of right now. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of yeah. crazy that this happened like three days after the Jason R thing. So it's like, know, this is right? really bad timing for this kid. Um, you know, I call him a kid also. Just mind you, he's about 17. He's about uh, 17 years old. Um, so he is a kid. Started streaming apparently when he was like 14 or something like that. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to get your take on this. I mean, obviously, this crap is whack. Um, wanted to get briefly your take, Pixel. And then we could just talk about YouTube as a whole, as a, as a platform, I guess. Because it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this is like one of those instances where like it's shocking but also kind of not shocking considering like uh there are a lot of streamers that kind of share the same sort of like shock humor sort of like um like angle that they're going for and um this is like just kind of like the latest iteration of someone who kind of takes um that kind of humor to the extreme if you can even call it humor like i i, I think it's kind of ridiculous that this is even a thing where you would even you know make misogynistic comments towards women uh and think that you know it's fun but like it's right. it's what i what i really want to touch on is like just how sad it is that this kind of thing is encouraged in chats you know these things don't happen in a vacuum you know there's chats that encourage this you know right. like it's the community that really loves this and loves to see this kind of thing, thinking that this is not, you know, something CX, that's you deal. know, <laughs> yeah, CX. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I was okay. Yeah, like yeah. CX was very, very blatant in like in these kinds of things too. Like it's, it was shock humor. It was crazy when like mm. we were watching it. Like holy crap! Yeah, like, I, I, I remember watching it and thinking like, oh my god, this is like I can't believe this is happening. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was, was just gonna mention. Books, yeah, I was really yeah. gonna mention very quickly that um, you know, one of the issues too has been like this kid has been doxxed. His address has been leaked. People like his community have found out like where he lives. Like even before this controversy, so like he definitely has that type of CX community where I don't know how many people are actually watching him to watch him and more of like to make fun of him and harass him and ruin his life really kind of like ice Poseidon. And he's just too deep in the sauce to kind of step back and to like realize that, you know what I mean? Not saying ice Poseidon is a good guy, but if you know, he did a rug pull with his NFT recently, but um, you know, he, uh, -huh. uh, you know, ice Poseidon has like scrubbed everyone from his like YouTube, like from like his, toxic community type of thing you know what i mean right um but i mean yeah that's kind of why i mentioned that but anyway yeah continue yeah um no i think that that is absolutely like uh like a fair point too just um that there's like multiple aspects of these communities you know like there's people that encourage it you know the um the ones that are just like spam w and chat like and you know the ones that are looking to um to actually do uh, like some sort of harm to people and thinking like, you know, they're, they're justified in it or something like that because of like who they are or whatever. Um, I, I don't claim to understand like what the mentality <laughs> is behind it. It's just Kids. like, yeah, that's, <laughs> Kids. It, that's, Kids. That's, that's the explanation. It's just the one word kids. No. um but yeah like i i am really really sad that you know this still happens 
like and I I feel like this is like I feel like a broken record because I I feel like this isn't going to be the last time we hear of something like this. Of course this. not. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be like we'll hear something like 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 this in a few weeks, a few months, like yeah. And I I just I I want to be the kind of person that like tries to stop that too and just like discourage yeah. it whenever I can. Yeah, and, for sure. Um. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because, like, he's had a history of this in other games. He obviously didn't start in Valorant. He's not a Valorant streamer. He just kind of does variety, kind of like bigger variety streamers do as well. So it's kind of like he just kind of plays whatever. So it's very interesting because I was looking at clips and stuff where he said maybe far worse things in other games. Uh, and far worse things, uh, you know, in, in a lot of other games. You know, he, he used to play NBA 2K and Madden and... Fortnite and a lot of other games um and it's just interesting to me i i i maybe it's maybe those games you know he also said a bunch of stuff in call of duty right too to, sure. to females as well and it was like kind of interesting because like we always meme it but like back in my day like the only cool video games were like sports games and shooters like cod like even like counter-strike in my school was kind of like oh you play that nerdy counter-strike game like we play like call of duty and it was kind of like this bro type of like culture like everyone who played call of duty at my school wore like khaki pants and like no fear shirts um you know and it's no just fear. like yeah and it's like maybe just you know it's like it's kind of sad because uh you know i think he just pulled a lot of culture like maybe those games just have that type of like misogynistic kind of like bro kind of culture you know what i mean and then mm -hmm. he comes to valorant which is like you know riot's very accepting of a lot of things and uh you know, has always been kind of this uh, game that I feel like Riot, for whatever reason, League of Legends especially, like, a lot of females gravitated towards and played. Um, I've noticed, at least. And um, it's, yeah, it's just interesting that, you know, this is what got, got him got him hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? When he's, hey, he has a repeated history about this. I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is this is not like a one-time incident. <laughs> this is not like something where he just like said this and he's like, oh, sorry, I took the joke too far. Like, nah, dog, you've been <laughs> doing this for like, the last year in multiple games you know what i mean um yeah Vi viral things kind of like happen very very strangely you know like yeah. you never really can predict like when something goes viral and mm -hmm. i think just everything just came to a head and right. um this had everything that you know people kind of hate about this um this, this sort of um this humor like misogyny the hateful aspect mm -hmm. towards women um you know, just it, it it perfectly encapsulates everything that was wrong with like this culture, the 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 gaming culture, um, the like this niche of streamer culture that like you know we kind of like push to the side and like it it absolutely exists, mm -hmm. and um, everything just felt like it came to a head, you know, right? And uh, it like you said before, like it was at the right timing too because of the whole Jason R thing because people were already kind of kind of primed with th that kind of stuff already in mind and right. when it happens again people are like just ready to attack yeah. <laughs> right and jason R thing also valorant <laughs> like <Yep. laughs> like you guys gotta chill you guys gotta chill you know <laughs> what i mean um yeah toxicity but... in games like that's another like kind of like theme that happens too like you know, so like all these things coming together <sighs> yeah it, it's it's pretty nuts but um 
Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting, too, because, uh, you know, you, YouTube seems to have limited his ad revenue, limited recommendations to his stream and stuff like that. Um, so basically what that means is, like, unless you go to a direct link of his, you can't really find him or be suggested of it. I mean, I'm not too surprised that YouTube hasn't, like, outrightly banned him when there's other people on the platform that have done far worse <laughs> than, than him and still have a platform. You know what I mean? We literally have sure. people who have been, like, arrested for, like, um, grooming or, uh, you know, spousal abuse or assault and still have a platform to stand on even after they, you know, go to jail. <laughs> so not too surprised. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird kind of thing, like when uh, when that does happen, because like, yeah, uh, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, this may, this may be a yeah. hot take, too. But mm -hmm. like it's if, if you if you take that away, it does also take away their First Amendment rights. No, yeah, uh, I totally um, agree. I mean, that's kind of what I was going to say, in a sense. But I was like, going to say, like, I don't know if he should lose everything. Like, what he said is obviously, like, not good. You know what I mean? Right. But he would have to definitely do, like, a total rebrand, a total 180, clean up his chat, really apologize, right. and then totally just, like, what... And basically, essentially, walk away from what has made probably made him successful to begin with, which is crazy outbursts, crazy reactions... Um, crazy type of like sayings, you know what I mean? Um, sure. Against women and other people as well. Yeah, and um, I think that like you know, while I do say that, like you know, YouTube, Twitch, all that, they are private companies and they are capable of actually restricting this. They can't deplatform right. him if they want to, and that would be perfectly legal. Right. Um, so like, I think that it is uh, a touchy subject when mm -hmm. when you do remove a person's ability <clears throat> to be on a platform and stuff like right. that and produce content um but you know if he does get deplatformed i'm i'm not going to lose sleep over it <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and and the problem is he'll just jump to like another platform anyway right so i mean mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean i mean we've had multiple people j banned on twitch and youtube they jump to instagram as an influencer or tiktok as a, a tiktok person right like you could <clears throat> there's ways you can unfortunately uh, keep making a living and keep doing what you're doing and it, it's hard for content creators i just hope that uh he has someone around him who really sits down with him and talks like apparently kids 17 so like i don't know what's what's up with his parents and like what they're doing or talking to him about it you know what i mean um but yeah it's it's also mm -hmm. one of those things where like the the problem is is like a lot of content creators also live in like an echo chamber you know what I mean? So it's very easy for um, it, it's very easy to as a content creator, go on the defensive and be like, no, nah, my core community is still here. They said it was OK that I was blowing out of proportion. My IRL friends who know me know that I'm not like that. So they're justifying it. You know what I mean? Like everyone mm -hmm. who's made all these articles about me are just like haters or it's out of context or whatever. You know, you know what I mean? So it's <clears throat> it, 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 it is, you know, what, what, what are you going to do about it? I will say he did apologize um, for the video or whatever and for the statement. Um, I did watch the video. I mean, <clears throat> you know, he did. I mean, that's all I'm going to really say is like he did apologize probably better than like 99 percent of other apologies. Not saying much. Um, you know, he uh, he apologized for it and hasn't posted anything uh, since then. Uh, which is good. Um, we'll we'll end up seeing what happened. Apparently, also, um, you know, before this happened, because this happened on April sixth. Uh, apparently, he was also a month prior to this on March like tenth, banned permed from Fortnite, <laughs> from Epic Games, from holding an Epic Games account. Not not just Fortnite, but Epic Games account in general. So any wow. game on Epic Games. So that's a pretty big deal as well. So 
hopefully, you know, he finally has learned his lesson. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to report on this guy. Hopefully, we don't have to do a rise and fall on him. But um, yeah. Let's move yeah. on. I think that's enough uh, enough that we need to talk about. But um, I think we're going to end it with kind of a lighthearted note or whatever. We, uh, I thought this was really cool. This happened, um, you know, last week as well. Um, literally, it happened or the tweet was shown um, on basically April 4th. And the video itself came out, I want to say, a couple days later on April 7th. So literally, we recorded the podcast and then like, Monday tweet came out afterwards, and then Thursday, it, you know, this came out. But uh, Ludwig ha- uh, had a sit down mm-hmm. with uh, Susan Wachowski, right? Wachowski, Wachowski, I, I the CEO of U- the CEO of YouTube. Okay, she's great. We love her. Um, her name's Susan. Um, I, but yeah, I want to say it's Wachiki, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, but yes, he had a sit down with uh the CEO of um youtube um it is a edited video um you can go watch it on his youtube right now i believe it's hovering almost around 2 million views um but he had a sit down with about a 50 minute plus interview uh, apparently she was just making her rounds in la and uh, you know afterwards she showed up at the 100 thieves compound and also talked to nade shot and courage um oh. i don't really follow them as well but i know that they do have a podcast called the courage and nade shot show uh, mm-hmm. where they do interviews with content creators, so maybe they'll have her on as well. But, um, yeah, very interesting conversation with it, um, with some of the things. Um, je- you know, I think first off, we should say um, it's pretty cool um, that she came and sat down with, like, these content creators. I think she's worth, like, a billions of dollars. I mean, YouTube is literally founded in her house. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. So, she's one of the original, like, employees of google like it's kind of ridiculous so it's pretty cool just in general that she would be able to sit down and want to talk to these content creators um you know i I don't think we've ever seen anything like that on twitch or even twitter or anything or tiktok where like the the ceos or even executives sit down and and have face-to-faces with their content creators she's done this before too by the way um this isn't the first time this has happened Uh, a couple years ago she sat down with uh moist critical uh, really charlie and did like a a talk or whatever and so uh, i believe i don't know if that was that vod is saved or whatever but i think she came on his live stream or something like that but they, they she has had talks with other content creators in the past this isn't like the first time uh it's uh she's done this but i feel like it's gotten a lot more attention because it seems it tends to be that she's making rounds with live streamers mm-hmm. and, and live stream content so i don't know what before we really dive into what was talked yeah. about uh, what what do you think about this whole thing I think it's super cool. Like, the, like you said, like it's really rare that you see a CEO be so in touch with the the things that they are working on. Uh, a lot of the times, you see CEOs managing at such a high level, they don't really know. They don't get down in the 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 ground level where everything happens. And it's really cool that she even knows of Ludwig and knows of Moist Critical and like you know engages with them talks to them like as equals like it's 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 really interesting when you watch these videos these interviews like they are having actual conversations and actual um questions talking to each other and they respect each other enough that they are having these like very very like pointed conversations mm-hmm. and it's so it's so cool to see that that you know yeah. she isn't um she doesn't behave like that like in a way that she's above others like she's yeah. just uh someone you know she is you know ceo very powerful person of a very powerful organization but like 
she's still able to talk to um uh, just a streamer you know and yeah and have like a, a good conversation with them. i think it's great yeah um so jumping in jumping from that to the actual interview itself because i have mm -hmm. some gripes with it but um i'm not surprised i mean uh, you know i'll say this at the end of the day it is really dope i don't you know discredit that at all but you know at the same time she is a um ceo so i sure. feel like what we we're expecting from it it's like i don't know how much she could say about certain topics or suggestions or or whatever that ludwig brought up she was still like a ceo um so a mm -hmm. lot of her answers were pretty like ceo not political but very, like very sort of like businessy like yeah. um they were um uh yeah i know the word yeah. but i can't think of it right now it's okay uh, but yeah, um, the the two topics that I kind of wanted to talk about that were kind of strange or whatever was, um, uh, you know, the big two uh, NFTs and dislike button um, mm, were the, mm -hmm. the big things. And and I guess there's a little bit. Uh, the last thing is is whine about it or whatever. The the Cutie and Maya's podcast as well. Um, but yeah, let's just let's just jump into kind of some of the stuff they said. The the NFT stuff was kind of interesting. Uh, she did say that she owns NFTs. Uh, the thing she mentioned mm. is that she wanted a way uh, or they're working on something or have been in talks of working about something to protect uh content creators rights when it comes to nfts uh if you guys don't know this is coming from basically where um essentially people have been ripping uh youtube video very popular youtube videos um i think charlie bit my finger evolution of dance and they've been selling them as nfts like obviously mm -hmm. not the owners of the channel but third-party people have been trying to sell them as NFTs and minting them and stuff like that. Um, she did mention that she wanted to make some type of protection because they do have the metadata like, hey, this is the original video. And so they wanted another revenue stream where um, if a content creator decided to make an NFT or sell an NFT of their own stuff, they can inject their own metadata into the NFT so it could be verifiable that, yes, this is the NFT, I guess, of said original uh, video mm -hmm. or something like that. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I don't think there's like much controversy with that. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Pixel. No, I mean, like, I think I, I just have like a general dislike for NFTs, but I kind yeah. of. Uh, if they're, if they're me, here, if they exist and they're here, I mean, yeah. Yeah, like a part of me is like, okay, let's give it a shot, see what happens kind of thing. Like, I don't want to, you know, um, discount things before we give them like an actual shot. So if the if it does become like like a successful thing, like you know, sure, yeah. why not? You know, yeah, it's one of those things where like I just like NFTs too. But if you're gonna put like a safety measure in place so that like at least like the original content creator like wants to do it or whatever, like that's mm -hmm. I think that's like an okay thing. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll yeah. see where what happens or whatever. You know, she also kind of rambled about how she thinks like in five years or less than five years NFTs will be like this big thing. I don't know. Like we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah. You know, the next thing that or one of the things that she talked about or Ludwig brought up was uh, Maya and Cutie's podcast, Wine About It. Um, so if you don't know Wine About It, W-I-N-E, uh, is a podcast that Maya and Cutie do on a monthly basis. Um, basically, they get together, they um, uh, dress up, they have some wine, and they basically do what we do over here. Kind of a no content podcast. They kind of rant about random things, uh, sometimes talk about articles or current uh, cultural events. They actually just had one uh, yesterday uh, on on their channel. And uh, basically, um, if you guys don't know, there is a parallel to this. Uh, Ludwig has a podcast, which I don't really watch Ludwig stream anymore, but I listen to his podcast almost every week. It's called The Yard. 
It's with him and four, uh, three of his other uh, roommates slash best friends, where they kind of do the same thing as no content. Uh, they bring up stories from the past or rant about stuff or talk about, you know, Twitch articles. And it kind of just seems like it's just two guys just chilling or four guys just hanging out. Uh, interesting thing is that um, the podcasts are very much more explicit than this one. Uh, they're talking about a bunch of stuff, swearing a bunch of times, a bunch of sexual encounters, all this crazy type of stuff. And, um, you know, the yard has never been demonetized. You know what I mean? And they're talking about like everything under the sun, whereas uh, Wine About It, QD and Maya's podcast, every single episode has been demonetized and mm. age restricted. What? So it won't go on trending. It won't go on view. Um, whenever they try to appeal it, um, they, when you appeal it, it gets manually reviewed by somebody and then they say, no, it's denied. And it's very interesting because the reason why it's getting flagged is because it's getting reported for sexual content. They're women talking about sexual content and then it gets manually reviewed and then the manual review gets de de denied. So they uphold the sexual content type of thing. Interesting thing is Ludwig's podcast, the couple of times that it has been, the episodes have been demonetized on YouTube. It's been, they get, they, they send it over and they get reinstated. You know, their ad revenue comes back. They don't have to edit anything out. And uh, Ludwig uh -huh. kind of mentioned jokingly, but was serious about it and expanded on his thoughts on his podcast that um, he's wondering if it's just a cultural type of sexist thing, right? It's okay for guys to talk about sex and all this type of stuff. Cause it's like, Oh, that's just boys being boys. That's bros br being bros. But when it's two females in dresses talking about, you know, doing sexual acts, or whatever on partners or so and stuff like that because some of this stuff gets pretty spicy um you know uh people report it uh or the algorithm flags it and then the manual reviewer is like that's not ladylike or that's not okay you know what i mean um uh, and he kind of mentioned that and i just thought that was like an interesting thing and that issue has been happening uh, a lot lately on youtube where um uh standards are, are are inconsistent just as they are on twitch <laughs> on twitch's moderation or you know twitch's thing so it's, it's very interesting and this was a question that he asked to Susan, the CEO yeah, of YouTube? Yeah, in the podcast, he asked about Wine About It. It was kind of near the tail end of the episode. Uh, he kind of asked about it because he was like, my girlfriend's podcast keeps getting declined, and her podcast is like my podcast where we talk about the same thing, like penises and stuff like that. And uh, he was like, uh, is the person manually re reviewing it like sexist? Like kind of joked about it, but then she's like, nope, no, none of the people, you know, she kind of brushed it off. She's like, nope, no one's sexist. Like they should be appearing, upholding to the standards that every every content creator gets and that was basically her take on it she didn't really answer you know what i mean yeah that's kind of like the answer that you have to give i don't think of course yeah. of course yeah yeah but um you know it, it was very it's just very interesting to me that uh that was kind of uh you know it's just very interesting that you know that that's happening on on the podcast you know a, a, another guy um that i watch who is a food reviewer who does a lot of food reviews in africa asia and stuff like that you know his channel is being threatened to be totally demonetized because he keeps getting warnings mm -hmm. on his videos that he's showing uh, shocking and grotesque uh, behavior. And right. it's just a dead pig being roasted or stuff like that or eating it's, bugs. And it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, kind of like more than that, but it's actually showing the animals getting butchered. Yeah, like, but it's like, where do you think cows come from, you idiots? <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's kind of ridiculous, too. You know what I mean? Because I'm, you know, I eat meat. Pixel does not. He is vegan. But it's like, I fully aware where all this stuff comes from i know it just doesn't just like it's spawn like a cow in minecraft right you know it's I mean? kinda, it, yeah it's like one of those things where like if you do eat meat you have to understand where it comes from and yeah. you have to realize that you know this animal will be getting butchered but i think right. it's kind of a weird disconnect when you see it 
people suddenly believe that oh wow it's shocking like why is why is that yeah. a thing because like it does happen it doesn't it doesn't magically appear right um so like when you do eat meat you have to realize that you know this animal is getting butchered but so i right. i disagree with youtube that that should be taken down um right just because like it is a it is a document it's a it's a documentary about like yeah what these cultures do for food mm-hmm. um so it's kind of strange to me that you know it will get demonetized i think i think you're kind of onto something that when you put a person in place to review these things manually they have biases of course everyone does yeah and they they are gonna like make decisions based on their own beliefs and stuff like that because all of this stuff is subjective mm-hmm. um and so I I don't know if there's any way to like appeal this and go or go to like a higher level or, or make some sort of case like it it really still feels like there's a separation between you and YouTube where mm-hmm. you could actually talk to someone and like you know plead your case kind of thing. Yeah. And that's what's I feel it's really lacking. Yeah. The the other thing that um was kind of dumb and uh you know I kind of was like I don't know what she could respond to it or whatever and she didn't really answer she in my opinion she had a very quote-unquote political answer uh was di- the dislike button getting rid of the dislike button on, yeah. on youtube uh that was very interesting uh ludwig asked about that and uh she basically skirted around the answer she didn't really answer it um she essentially said that um you know they wanted to um remove i guess the negative feeling of the dislike button about when content creators see that and ludwig's argument was like we already have analytics that are already show in our creator studio how negative uh things can be anyway (laughs) so Mm -hmm. the dislike button is the least of our worries um you know if you guys don't know as a youtuber uh you basically every week uh your your top 10 videos get ranked against your most recently uploaded video and so Mm. it will say like it's one you know so for daily uploaders basically um this gets uploaded every time you upload if you don't upload often like myself it updates about once a week so ludwig was saying that like he'll upload a video and it will get number nine and that's comparing the last nine videos that he uploaded right Mm. or the last 10 videos it's like this video got number nine and he'll say he'll feel really bad about that you know what i mean because he feels like the video didn't do well even though it's still in the top 10 uh so it, it you know her her answer was kind of you know dis uh, uh, very political i mean i don't know what you can respond with this um w- with saying or whatever but i i still think the dislike button uh kind of silly to go away uh don't really understand i i understand why they took it away and i kind of have a an interesting take on it that i haven't seen many people talk about but i, I kind of wanted to get your your thoughts on it pixel before before i i dive into what i think is the reason why I mean, I think it's it's all it's all about money. Um, I don't yeah. think they're they're really like too interested in a streamer's um or a content creator's um well being. <laughs> yeah. Um, because like if you if you go along with that line of thinking, you also have to remove like your view count. You also have to <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I thought it was a weird way- response. Yeah. So it's like there's so many other things that you have to remove if you actually are, you know, consistent with that kind of logic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the answer that Susan gave is um, probably political, probably like just a half answer. Like uh, there's probably so much more to it. Um, they may have a lot of data, but like 
you have to also ask what does that data represent you know like can you just like manipulate that data she claims the data is coming publicly but i highly doubt it it's probably just gonna be like a blog post that's like here's what we found out about dislikes you know what i mean like a little fancy little thing you know what i mean and it's like also like the other thing you have to ask too is like when did they ever ask content creators how they were feeling like after (laughs) like dislikes you know yeah like so like the data that they have is like it's it's just part of the picture and i I don't think that the um assumptions that they're making are good because uh, like it's it's only part of it It's it's just part of the picture not not the entire thing yeah exactly uh the funny thing too is uh, as a content creator, your likes and dislike ratios are still shown in your YouTube studio. So I can still currently <laughs> right now see my likes and dislikes. So I don't understand the the you know the point. Um, I will say this. Um, it definitely I agree with Pixel. I think he nailed it on the head. It is uh, about money. Um, I'll expand this thought a lot as well. Um, uh, about about three months ago, YouTube has changed their policy. Now, um, I thought this was very interesting because Twitch actually reversed this policy about a year ago. So if you guys don't know, if you are not, and I repeat this, if you are not affiliated, if you do not have Twitch affiliate or Twitch partnership, YouTube or Twitch will not run ads on your stream at all. Um, you have to be at least affiliated um, and, uh, or, and or partnered for Twitch to run any ads on your stream. Uh, this was a thing that uh, I talked to Jill about with Pixel a lot, with other people out behind the scenes, because one of the things was, hey, should we just not make, you know, the problem was is that if we made the stream, the music stream affiliated, you know, obviously I can get subs, I can get bits, I can get, I can run ads myself, I can get donos, but pre-rolls are going to exist and I'll have quality controls. But if I don't go affiliate, the, the, uh, the non-affiliated streams will not have access to quality controls, but they'll never be ads, but it will always stream at 720p no matter what. So, you know, we had a lot of back and forth discourse on this. Uh, interesting and uh, interestingly enough, a few months ago, YouTube said that they will now be running ads on all videos, um, mm. regardless if you are a YouTube partner or not. Um, so and uh, and so spoiler alert, I am not currently a YouTube partner. YouTube partner is essentially there's only one tier of it. So you're either, uh, you know, an affi- a Twitch affiliate. It's basically equivalent of a Twitch affiliate. So it's like you either get monetized money or you don't. I currently do not on my YouTube. Uh, they're currently running ads on my YouTube um, banner ads, you know, pre-roll ads, etc. I'm not seeing any of that money. I'm not seeing a dime of it. Um, and um, what is the king of ad revenue? Watch time. Uh, right uh watch time so in my opinion i i think that the reason why the dislike button was taken away um because it was taken away actually about a month or so about six weeks maybe after uh this announcement in my uh, in my opinion this has been statistically shown the like and dislike button while i do think is useless system (laughs) um it does influence what i personally watch on youtube i think it does for a lot of people i think we would you know, Google something, maybe we're researching a topic or something like that, how to, you know, how to do this, how to tech support this, figure this out, etc. And we look at the videos, and if this video has, like, a bunch of dislikes on it, I'm not going to go to that video, right? Nowadays, mm-hmm. it's a crapshoot. I don't know if the video is good or not, so I have to click on the video and watch it and scrub through it and see if it's a good video or not, and then sometimes I realize, oh, it's a bad video, I gotta leave. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But what is the king of, uh, of ad revenue? Like I said, watch time. Uh, I believe the dislike button was purely taken away for 
uh, monetary gain for money. Uh, I believe they took it away because now I have, you know, myself and probably you and a lot of uh, viewers just don't know what's a good video and what's a bad video. So you click on the video. Uh, it has, oh, wow, tons of likes because um, they don't give us a percentage anymore either, which is kind of stupid, too. That's the big thing, too, that they got rid of is it's not only there is still like in a, uh, you know, there still is a, a, you know, there's a like button, but it doesn't say like how many percentage of likes that is. It's just like this video has 150 likes. It's like, OK, what does that mean? It could have like 800 right. dislikes. You don't know. Um, right. And yeah, but you end up staying. You maybe see an ad, you watch the video, and then halfway through, you're like, wait, there's a crap video. You leave. So instead of that video never getting any views, it's now getting some views, and, and ad partners are happy. That's my opinion on why. Yeah. They, and I, I mentioned like, like um, when this actually first happened, that this is going to drive people away from smaller creators. Because if you're going to question like the authenticity or like the accuracy of something, you're always going to go towards a more established content right. creator. And because you know, you're probably going to trust them more than some guy who has like a you know, uh, hundred subscribers, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, when they might have like just as good uh, of information or maybe even better. So right. you're going to avoid that kind of stuff. Like I, I, I think that I would avoid that more if I weren't able to like properly, um, tell like whether that stuff is correct or not so mm -hmm. like i think it's it's kind of weird because like in a way it reduces watch time because i am gonna filter it out myself i'm gonna go watch yeah. like a certain person uh rather than you know maybe you know whoever pops up in the search results first yeah for sure um but i think that was kind of their reasoning behind it like i said they <laughs> say that they're going to come out with some type of public statistics. Um, I feel like what we're going to get is like an 800 word, one article web page. That's like this, like removing the dislike button has been great. Here's all the positivity about it. And scene. Here's what the comments that we got. <laughs> yeah. Lots of smiles. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's totally not other content creators or like those YouTube comments where it's like Mr. Beast. <laughs> Have you seen those comments where it's like Mr. Beast? And it's like, Wow, what a great video. Click on this link to check out my new secret hidden YouTube channel. And it's like an IP grabber. <laughs> Those comments have been plagued like crazy. I don't know if you've seen oh, them. No. Like, that's a I haven't seen thing. that one. Though. Really? Like, uh, M you know, MKBHD? Yeah. He dedicated a whole video on it. Because, like, he says that, like, his comment section yeah. just gets flooded. And he's he has to hide the, the, the video. Or he has to hide a ton of comments. Because people, like, literally, like, bot accounts are making pictures of, like, MKBHD. Like, the same profile he's using. And then, uh -huh. like, posting, like, these dumb comments like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So he, I, he I, yeah, a, I gotta check this made, out. He made a whole video on it. Um, so it's like, clean that up before you clean it, you know, get rid of a feature that people actually, you know, care about. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, I think it was also kind of disingenuous that she did say, like, she didn't say it directly, but she's like, some ideas, you know, we throw out there and people will get mad. And some ideas we throw out there and people will get mad, but we have to filter out those ideas because it's just you know, people wanting to jump on the bandwagon because they're upset and they don't really understand why they're upset. And I'm like, maybe that's a little true, but I don't know. That was kind of like a little weird. She said that. Yeah, you know? that's kind of like a weird take because it's kind of, it's like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's assuming that you know better, you know? Yeah, it's like regardless if that's the reason why you should take still take that into account. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, yeah. and it's like if you apply that to like anything else, like that's super weird. Like yeah, that's like exactly. going, that's going back to like the I showed speed stuff. Like he could easily be like, yeah, like I don't even think they know why they're hating. It's just a bunch of haters, and they don't understand the gra the content, the real true context of the situation. It's like, 
no, you did something pretty crappy. Like, even regardless if there's, like, context to that or whatever. Like, oh, it's a friend of mine. Or, like, oh, they were in on the joke. Like, you should still yeah. not say those things. Because you yeah. still have an impressionable audience who may not understand that. So, it's like, I don't know. The way, she, you know, it's not as harsh as that. But the way, like, she phrased right. that was, like, kind of weird. Where, like, that's where my mind jumped. Like, huh? But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to say anything else uh, closing this out with the dislike thing. Or any of the interview that um, Ludwig had with her or whatever. Um, but... You know, that's all for me on, on this topic, at least. That's that's pretty much all for me, too. Yeah, that that's fair. But yeah. Anyway, guys, I think we had a, a really decent uh, podcast. A lot of good articles that came out this week or whatever. Uh, once again, just be careful out there with the DMCA update type of stuff. Um, you know, please be careful. You know, choose wisely. Uh, luckily, Twitch is still allowing you to have a choice. So please choose wisely what you guys would like to do with that on a case by case basis or whatever. Um, you know. Uh, we won't update you on the iSpeed show thing anymore, so don't worry about that. Um, probably we'll link the YouTube video for Ludwig down in the description below. Very interesting video. Uh, either way, uh, once again, guys, if you reached it to the end, we love you. Thank you for that. Remember to rate the podcast five stars. Also download the podcast as well so it can pump us up into the algorithm uh, on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you guys are listening as well. Uh, hopefully you feel better next week, Pixel. Hopefully your cold hopefully. Is, uh, is better, and uh, hopefully your voice isn't shot tomorrow uh, because of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, anyway, guys, that's going to be it for us today. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you later. Peace. See you guys.